Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Live. Hello, everybody. This is uh, Michael Adams in Zola Religion Dystopia, Knowing versus Belief. And uh, once again, finally, yes, for a while, I'll get a chance, or, and you get a chance to hear from uh, Kat. Uh, I guess it's Hansen, right? Is that how you want to pronounce it? Or Hansen? It's Hansen. Hansen, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was just going to make sure we, I pronounce your name out of res- properly out of respect. Uh, <laughs> And uh, Kat uh, has a very interesting uh, story of her life and her journey, and that with uh, uh, what we know as Bigfoot or Sasquatch. So I'm looking forward to talking to her more about that. But uh, as far as, you know, uh, asking Kat how she's doing, well, (laughs) for anybody who's been paying attention, in her neck of the woods, amazingly enough, they had a monsoon. And I would like to talk to Kat about what is, what's it like in Arizona to have a monsoon and how are you doing with that? So <laughs> uh, maybe you can share with us uh, and impart some information about uh, what you're going through. And then I would like to share with you a little bit about how it happened. <clears throat> okay. Uh, oh, yeah, sure. Okay. Um, well, monsoon season comes every year. And we usually we usually last about a month, month and a half. And some years it's, it's okay, you know, it's just hot and muggy, and we get a little bit of rain, you know, a little bit more than than we usually get the rest of the year. But sometimes it comes at us in really graphic, <laughs> scary detail. I mean, it's just you see the cloud coming, you know, and it's a dust storm, and it's a solid wall of red, you know, um, and brown. It's just, you you can see it from miles away. And at first it kind of looks like, um, like clouds, but then you realize it's coming towards you. Um, it actually looks like a physical wall. And, um, once it hits, you you know, we just pull over. Um, they tell us to shelter, you know, when that happens, they tell us to stay in the house. Um, people that are on the road actually have to pull off to the side of the road. And um, sit there and wait for it to to stop because it's like driving in a dirty blizzard. It's exactly what it's like. You cannot see anything. It's just complete dirt and um, dirt, sand, debris, whatever you want to call it, um, flying around. We have lots of accidents when those hit, you know, because people have to pull over to the side of the road. And some people don't pull over to the side of the road and continue on. And it's been known to cause um, quite a few fatalities here. And then added to that, on top of it, we get these, um, I just, my kids and I have always just called them monster monsoons. Um, It's almost like um, something you would see, a mini hurricane, where the rain just comes down in just sheets and buckets and 
sometimes it's got hail in it, you know. Um, it just depends on what form is bringing. Um, this coupled with um, the horrific heat, you know, it's usually this time of year, it's about 113 average with this. So it's like 100% humidity at 113. Um, we were at 118 the other day when it hit. And um, just horrific, you know, it just stops everything in its tracks because here in Arizona, the sun um, bakes so hot the ground for so long before we ever get rain that it, um, it can't soak up the water when it hits it. So we end up having flash floods. Uh-huh. And when that happens, everything kind of just goes out the window. You're done. Um, I was saying the other day that I, I get to clean up my side of the, where the mountain came down around my house. <laughs> well, you know, I was, yeah. Uh, that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing at all. No, I was just watching it slide down the, the mountain, you know, and when it finally got to me, it just, you know, just hit the back of the house and just, you know, slogged well, it in. What day did you guys have the monsoon this week? Uh, let's see. It was Saturday. Okay, so it was a while Saturday. back. Yeah, it was okay. Saturday. Yeah, I've been cleaning up from it all this week, trying to repair everything and pick it up. It's just crazy when that happens. You know, it's like, are you kidding me? I can't believe it. It's just, it's just mind-bending. My kids, when they were smaller, used to watch them. Um, they should call them garbage can races because uh-huh. the road where we take our garbage out to is paved. So you take your garbage can out there, and when the water hit, you watch everybody. I'm in the middle of the mountain, and then there's a couple people above me up above. So you watch all the garbage cans come racing down. <laughs> you know, and the kids are like sitting there like watching like a giant water slide. Yeah. Pretty bad. much, it is. Too bad you can't, uh, the kids can't, their children can't just jump in there and go down with it, huh? <laughs> no, exactly. But they they go play afterwards. You know, there's oh, yeah. puddles, you know, they're not used to having, so they were out there when there were kids just playing in them. But it's, it's just, everything kind of just heads downhill, you know, because it's going to go. And then after it's done, we all walk down to the bottom of the hill, you know, and go get everything that went down the hill, drag it back up. So if you see lawn chairs, you see everything just kind of watching down the road. So it's it's just craziness, you know. People aren't. Now, how, how, how many? How many? I'm sorry, it sounds so clinical right now, Bob, because I should be more empathetic of right now, Bob. But um, how many times have you had uh, these? Giant monster monsoons. How many times have you witnessed it? Um, I want to say six or seven. So you've had six or seven since you've been there? Yeah. When my son had just been born, I'm trying to think of, my, let's see, Jeremy was two months old. I think he was two months old. And uh, the Tempe Bridge Literally, um, we got slammed so hard with the water. This is a concrete, you know, a concrete bridge, you know, going across Uh the river. Um, It came down with such force that we were um, on the other side watching it. 
and it just took out the whole bridge. It just slammed it. And we, the whole town of Tempe, we were just sitting there watching, and it just went down the river. There went the bridge, and away it went. You know, and this is something that had been standing for years and years, you know. I mean, it's a big concrete bridge, and away it went. So, and that was, you know, spanning the river. So the river was that high that it took it out. That was my very first ever experience with that. I just remember standing there just going, oh, my God. Because <laughs> I grew up in Oregon, you know, and it, I was used to rain. But, I mean, in Oregon, the worst we ever see it do, you know, is, like, lift the manhole covers up off the ground and, you know, things like that. That kind of damage. Sometimes we'll get a mudslide. You know, you're here where someone gets a mudslide. I had never witnessed something. This is like a terrific force of nature. You hear people say that phrase, and you're, you're like, yeah, that's okay. But when you see it, you're like, oh, my heck, that's horrible. You know, you just said, like, what was that? You know, mm-hmm. and then afterward, everybody's standing around kind of shocked and dazed and, you know, and we're all like, wow, now what do we do? You know, what happens now? You know, and, and you get into this kind of mode where you just go, you know, you just start reacting like you do every day. You know, you're like, I mean, it sounds crazy to say. But that's exactly what happens. And the the everyday mentality hits you. And you're just like, okay, I've got to go get this. Okay, I've got to clean this up. Okay, where's the shovel for this? You know, where's this? You know, and I think uh, that's It it doesn't sound crazy. You're just reacting naturally. Um, What's it like now? So you got the house damage? Or is it just a yard? Just a yard and, and just the sheds and things. Nothing major this time. I'm prepared this time. <laughs> Retaining walls have been built and things, you know, but I'm just like, I feel bad because other people aren't prepared, you know, and when that happens, I do as much minimalistic damage control as I can, you know, uh-huh. to stop it. I realize that it's going to keep coming. Some people don't take the precaution, you know, and then it's too late. Uh-huh. You know, um, I'm thinking, I want to think here, I think it was like four years ago, maybe three or four years ago, we had the massive one here where they were showing people water skiing in the roads and <laughs> uh-huh. stuff like that, you know, and I mean, it just, it's stuff like that, but once, it's, you know, you you experience that, you would figure that you would be prepared for it the next time. But a lot of people don't, you know, and they and so it, they get stocked again and again and again and again. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I know so that there's good. there's been uh, massive flooding going on, not only um, in your neck of the woods, but in like Lagos, Nigeria, and Japan, and Kenya, and all these other places. So, um, do you know much about uh, geoengineering? Geoengineering? Um, my son probably does. I do not. All right. Um, one of the things I'll do is, folks to do, who will hear this, is that I recommend and I'll post it, and uh, I guess the about section is for YouTube, and then in the information box and talks you. Uh, Weather War. Uh, excuse me. Let me try this again. Weather War One Hundred One. And uh, I think it's about time that uh, the world public understand what actually has been going on and how uh, a lot of this 
is man-made. And it's oh, okay. man-made. And yeah. it's more than just the lines in the sky. And uh, I think people need to learn about, uh, I guess it's heat convection and how, um, if I've said it properly, if I didn't say it properly, my apologies, folks. Cause, uh, wasn't, uh, but uh, basically how heat and water, kind of think of it like this, uh, the world's kind of like a teapot on the stove, right? And as you heat it up, you get that steam and that you need a pressure valve. Uh, that steam is actually clouds, and um, they through I think a system called NEXRAD, and these are satellites. You'll, uh, or excuse me, um, oh gosh, what would they call that again? Oh, my apologies, folks. A uh, NEXRAD uh, frequency rotation royal okay. Um, uh, Radar, not satellites, radar. So these radar towers with these big domes on it, and you'll find them all over the place, and how they can uh, manipulate uh, the weather along with, believe it or not, you know these like these towers that you see, these cooling towers and uh, factories and, and um, um, places where, you know, like you get your, we get our energy from, Gosh, I'm not thinking right now. Um, like coal plants, power plants to get our electricity. They have cooling towers along with like so, quote unquote, nuclear power plants. And how these towers are located? We have like thousands and tens of thousands throughout the the whole country. And um, uh, you can. You actually go online and, and look up NASA, the, the one that they have in um, in Florida, and how they can generate massive clouds. And they have, there's something seriously going on for the past, well, since World War II, or right after World War II, and we have uh, damaged the um, our, our weather system is so bad that basically rain, you and I probably have never experienced natural rainfall. It's all wow. been man, man-made and manipulated. So then it's time to be educated about this stuff. And the evidence is overwhelming, and it's not just being subjective or an opinion. The, uh, the rulers that be, if you will, the rulers of evil that... Uh, are sorry now are destroying this realm that we live in. Are maybe um, they're made it in themselves. So, um, so we have to understand how things are being done. So, uh, the El Nino and all that kind of stuff. It's really once you start understanding. There's even offshore uh, cloud generating, seeding generating uh, plants that they're actually like giant ships. So you can look them up as well. Or they use uh, barium sulfates or sulfites, one of the two. It's just a necessary ingredient to generate and create clouds. And my point in bringing all this up is, is that um, this is all part of a, a terrible thing that's going on. People don't realize the wickedness that's going on right now and how bad it truly is and how... Um, the harnessing of the weather has been a goal that 
not do you mean people will say, well, the governments, well, who owned the governments? That's what you have to ask yourself, because governments are simply tools for the the uh, ruling elite, if you will, to um, control the rest of us and the masses. So, um, and once it gets up to us, if you look into it, you'll find out it's not my opinion or me being subjective. So, <laughs> uh, it's not really funny. It's not. I shouldn't laugh. I, I don't know what else to do except cry, because you people have been victimized about from, from something that uh, you didn't deserve to have happen to you. Now, I know that there are times in the past. If you look at records in El Nino's in the past, it didn't happen as frequent. And you talk about, they talk about, uh, 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 there's a quote-unquote global warming, which is now what, uh, um, what do they call it now? Not global warming anymore, they call it something else. Um, anyways, that's all. It, it is man-made, and it's being deliberately man-made. It's, a, it's been their dream. I mean, you can look at... Um, Disney uh, cartoons talking about back in the 1950s uh, how the harnessing the weather and that they yeah. uh, they have done it and so now they're using it against us so we need to um well I you know my prayers are out for you and and we need to start praying for each other and, and be harnessing the power of Heavenly Father instead of uh, self will so much because it's not working. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so it's something that I'll post in it, and I think you should definitely look into. I think it'd be worth your time to understand what's been happening to you, and um, and what's happening to the rest of this, this the world. And you'll be absolutely blown away of how they've been fooling us and duping us for uh, decades now. And so, anyway, it's called it's Weather War One Hundred One. And anyways, uh, with with Kate, also, uh, I mean, you could find her simply by, uh, excuse me, Kat, Hans, and I call her Kate. Kate. Sorry, Kate. Um, K-H-A-T-H-A-N-S-E-N, right? Right. And if you just look it up on YouTube, you can find some of her work. She's been doing some very interesting kind of lessons and kind of teaching us a little bit about the other side because the spiritual always overrides the temporal. And there's a lot of things that people are seeing these days. And I, from my own research, Kat, there's a Luciferian and a satanic agenda tied within all this stuff. I'm not saying that, that you know, what you know as far as Bigfoot and what other people know it's necessarily part of that, but I think they're being we and they are being manipulated in it, and they're also um, like you know I did a posting that and I know you made a comment on on uh, Facebook and I said you know uh, Bigfoot on the ISS right, and really it wasn't yeah. a big it wasn't a Bigfoot if you look very closely there was a face there though. And if you look at your phones, your smartphones, and everything else, even your laptops when they're off, we're looking at black mirrors and scrying and what the modern-day scrying actually is. And um, the spiritual powers that be are actually using human beings to do this. Anyways, when you look at the ISS, and I know this is going to be very controversial unless you actually research it yourself, but ISS is not up there in space. 
like so many other things, in a it's in a Hollywood studio. So mm-hmm. who brought who are who's why are they putting uh, these images? Now I had two images, and one was another one that kind of looked like Batman. I'm not saying they're necessarily uh, spiritual entities or Bigfoot or anything else. I'm asking and trying to get people to think. Why are they there? Why is I, uh, uh, the ISS and NASA? And if you look at NASA with the um, the vector that's in it, it, it was just like this thing that looks kind of like a, a T or a, a V. Um, it's really in reverse. NASA is Satan. <laughs> I'm not making this up. And the wow. people that first started NASA were all self-professed Luciferians and Satanists, uh, ex-Nazis from... Uh, that were shipped over here by the, the Jesuits in the, uh, Rome, right. and and uh, through the, the Roman through the um, rat lines, the Vatican rat lines, and then um, they planted them here and other places throughout uh, the Americas and also in Russia. So we're being massively deceived in such a degree that if we don't get back to being connected to when um, you know Heavenly Father, and I believe in Jesus Christ. Right, I believe in Jesus Christ. It's not because of how many times I've read the Bible, because the Bible will confuse you. But the reason why, because I got on my knees and begged, <laughs> and recognized exactly. that I was a sinner, and I need a Savior, and I'm hopeless without this. So, with that, because this is supposed to be about you, it's already been you know almost close to 30 minutes into it. Um, would you care on commenting just a little bit about what I've talked about? I know I've just laid a lot out there. Yes, let's start. Out, let's, let's start out with the, the uh, video that I that I posted on your because um, I know there was two of them I sent. One you didn't even bother. I think you just blocked off your you, your Facebook page, which is fine with me. I don't. I understand. Yeah. I get a lot of I get I get a lot of people blocking me and removing me and all that kind of stuff. No, one I did. No, one I did answer. I did. I did. Um, you said you the, couldn't see yeah. it. I, I understand. Right. Yeah. But and the first right. one. It's not a Bigfoot there. But it should, you should say there's a face there. If you looked and yeah. see the Bigfoot, there actually is a Bigfoot. Yeah. There's something else there. Did you see that? There's something else there, yes. And see, I do want to address that because that's really important that people understand this because I am an ordained minister. And I want people to understand that everything that you're saying is absolutely true. Okay? And I do have proof of that in my own life in dealing with these with these beings and other things that come through other dimensions, you know, and living, I lived for 11 years in Nevada. Right. Almost 12, okay? And I lived just down the road from Area 51. Huh. Now, people, a lot of people don't know this. Um, Area 51 came into existence they, did, they chose this spot for a very specific reason. And that was because in the 1940s, early 50s, um, Aleister Crowley, everybody knows who he is, the most evil man in history, um, went down to Nevada and had his little coven of witch people with him and did some type of summoning act down there, and he actually ripped a hole and made a portal. 
And what started coming through there were horrific beings, okay? These were beings that were not nice. You can call them demons, okay? I'm just, I call them demons, okay? And what happened was our government found out what he had done because he contacted them. And he told them, listen, I'm down here. This is what I did. And things are coming through down here. So they went down there, and that was the reason that Area 1, Area 51 came into existence, was because it's built on the spot where he ripped a hole through the time-space continuum. Okay? Now, I'm really serious here when I talk about this, because a lot of people don't understand. They say, oh, Elisha Crowley, witchcraft, woo-hoo-hoo. I'm serious here. In When the world wars were going on uh, over in Britain, People need to know that Elyster Crowley was um, a, a big witch over there, and he was also a spy for the government, you know? And he and Ian Fleming, you know, the guy who wrote 007, were part of his coven, and they were actively doing witchcraft for the British government. And if you don't believe this, you can look it up. It's the truth. So he was big time into doing these things for the government. And Area 51 came into existence because where he went down to that spot with his coven and opened up this wormhole portal, it allowed entities to come through. Now, most people have a very basic understanding of the Bible. You know, they're like, okay, angels, fallen angels, I get it. You know, I hear some things about that. Well, you have to remember that when they were sent down, you know, when they were put down out of heaven, they were given the air, the space around the earth to watch, you know, to be their area. And they are out there all the time doing what they do. You know, they're walking, they're doing what, which I guess what you call Luciferian. They're doing horrific acts, you know, and people don't understand that what they're seeing are these beings doing these, I don't know how to explain it, doing what they do. Um, people don't well, understand because they, they, it's every day. They're, 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 they're quote unquote devil worshippers or demon worshippers. So they're 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 channeling or bringing forth, manifesting their uh that which they worship. Exactly. And that's what Area fifty one is. You know, right. people don't get it. You know, they think, oh it's outer space stuff. I got news for you. It is to a certain extent outer space in that they have dominion over the space around us. You know, that's where they were put. Um, and given dominion over. They're not given dominion of the earth, but they are given dominion of the of space around us. And so people, when they're interacting with things and they're seeing them come through, they're thinking, oh, you know, it's an alien. Oh, it's this, it's that. No, it's not. If you go and look up Elisha Crowley, you will discover that he was actually talking to, he said he had spoken to someone from um, a different dimension out in space, you know, from space. And right. um, if you look, if you look at the picture of this little man, he looks just like the grays, the gray reptilians. Yeah, you know, he looks just like them. You know, he's 
what he was talking with is Egon Archon, something that, um, you know, was an invader from another time, another space to our realm. And they're here and they perpetuate the myth that people are interacting with space beings, space brothers, space whatever, you know, and it's really sad to me because you get to actually see what their true nature is because if you start really researching, you will find out that these aliens that come through and um, pick a person to contact with and talk to and, you know, relay all these messages, pretty much their messages are garbage, you know, and the the person, you know, the contactee, you know, the person, the human being that says, oh, wow, I've been in contact talking to these aliens and doing all this stuff, and they're telling me this is what's going to happen, you know, X number of years down the road. Well, X numbers of years come down the road, and this person has been, you know, singing their praises and telling them, telling the world that, you know, this is what they're doing for us, this is what's happening. And it gets there, and then lo and behold, it's never true. So this person ends up being totally discredited and looking like some kind of a fruit loop, you know, because he was listening to them, you know. And people need to be aware that not everything that says it's an angel is an angel, you know. It's not there for your good. It's not there for you, for your good. It's there for its own benefit, doing what it does best, you know, which is lying, deceiving, tricking, um, anything that it can. And people need to understand that we don't always understand its motives. You know, it's hidden itself. Its agenda is hidden, you know. Well, I think so we, it's, we have a bit of a secret of, uh, or some some understanding. Well, basically, it comes down to this: what look if we look at the dark side, or we look at the demonic side. Um, that yeah, that their 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 job is not in the end of the day to tell us the truth, but is to trick us and to keep us from the way, the truth, and life, and to understand. Uh, to have a personal relation with our Heavenly Father and to understand the importance of um, Jesus Christ in our lives. So, um, exactly. I mean, they, they've even, they've manipulated every aspect. Um, we have to be careful about so many things. That's why we need to put our trust and develop our trust. And the only way you can really develop your trust in Christ uh, and in and, and Jesus and um, and um, and having the Father is to actually have some kind of prayer life, and um, that's what most people they find that foolishness. They find it because uh, we've been most people through the public school system, even I would say organized religion, including what we call Christianity today, um, are responsible for um, and the television and everything else. Um, the Jesuits and learning against learning and learning all these things. And then you discover if you like all the things I was taught in high school great, um, and college and university were all based on a lie. Yep. And so when you really start researching like the cosmology, uh, the universe, etc., you realize like the heliocentric model is all based on sun worship. And the, the, their their concept of even what the sun is is a lie. The other concept of planets is a lie. And they have right. totally 
tr uh, try to uh, remove us of having any kind of uh, uh, connection with God. And why, who wants that most of all? Well, you know, our battle is not really against flesh and blood, but against spiritual, yeah, and, and, and high and, and spiritual wickedness, wickedness in high places. So, um, so yeah. Um, well, your phone and your end is crackling quite a bit on my end. So I don't know uh -oh. if you're moving around or rubbing it or is your nope. hair getting <laughs> okay? Maybe it's your hair or something or I don't know. Um, uh, maybe it's the other side too. I noticed that when I start talking about these things, I, there's my show gets attacked. <laughs> I've had some weird yes, things happen. Yeah, I've had some weird things to happen. So, uh, but you know, this is really important because what I'm seeing is okay. Um, like befriending like MK Davis and knowing you and others who have like personal relationships or know about, I guess the physical entities. What we know is Bigfoot or Sasquatch, and then but all these people out there and they're that are um, they're mixing. Well, they they call it they're, they're they're being scientific. They're not really being scientific. They're not using the, the scientific method first of all. And they're and they're regurgitating, and they're 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 pretty much uh, sharing what other people have told them to be the truth. And what I'm seeing in a lot of these, and I can name names, but we don't have to do this to the show today. But a lot of these people that are they're really growing and treating. First of all, they they treat their uh, subscribers and the people following their YouTube channels as fans. That's a big red flag, folks. Uh, nobody uh, should be, you should never be anybody's fan. You could be a friend or you can appreciate what they're doing. But if anybody considers you a fan, that means you're a worshiper of them. Yep. And uh, what I'm seeing, too, is along with that, is that instead of, like, really presenting images of uh, Bigfoot, what they're showing are things like tree structures that are axes, tridents, triangles, all these different things. And I'm not saying that Bigfoots don't make tree structures and nests, but there's no reason for a Bigfoot to make an X or a trident shaped tree. There really isn't. And But who does? Those are all like very Luciferian satanic symbolism. And I'm getting a lot of grief right now from the Bigfoot community, but I'm asking you to, to you know, and I'm going to ask you, Kat, and you don't have to agree with me. But is there any reason, from your experience with your own, you know, with Bigfoot, why they would need to make X's, tridents, when they're already uh, part of nature, part, of, you know, part of the world? They've already the only people, the only thing I ever the symbols like those X's, and if you look into it, because people need to understand about spell casting and the use of words and symbols. And who mm -hmm. is behind this and who does those sort of things, which are human beings and those who are influenced by the demonic side. I mean, I'm, I'm going to ask you the question. Was there any reason, and you don't, have to, you don't have to agree with me, but I don't see any reason for right. Bigfoots to make X's, tridents, you know, out of trees, uh, all this symbology, all these different things, when they're already naturally, I mean, they, they, they're super gifted with all these natural abilities to begin with. Why do they need structures? Well, 
in my own understanding, okay, um, I always tell people that just because they look similar to humans does not mean that their emotional state is the same as humans. So what I have learned over the years, um, the big X's that you were seeing, um, they have language. They do. They have their own language. And they also have part of that language is um, a form of sign language that goes along with it. And they have put up various things through the years. You know, you got to remember, this is thousands of years of these guys being here and existing alongside of humans, okay? Um, They've put up things, and humans tend to either A, not realize what they're seeing, or B, um, just go ahead and step all over it, basically. Step over it, do whatever they're going to do. Um, and the X that they put up, those giant X's, are actually um, a stop sign for people. It means, hey, look here. This is my property. I don't want you here. Don't come here. You know, um, they put up small things. People tend to not notice them, you know. And if they do notice them, they just kind of scratch their head and say, oh, okay. So the X's have evolved to the point now where they are giant, you know, so that people cannot mistake them. They see them and they say, oh, there's that X, you know. Well, what you don't understand is you need to take into consideration the size of the per- of this person that made this, you know, this being that made this, okay? If he can make giant trees into a giant X to say, stay the heck off my property, you need to kind of have some respect. Well, you know, I, have, and I, I have a question. I got a question right there. Is Are we, you know, because let me ask you a question. Have you personally seen them do that? Because I haven't yes. met any, okay. Well, then you're the first person that I've come in contact with who's is claiming that, and I respect yeah. what you have to say because you know I think we're both on spiritual on the same page in a lot of things. So. And right. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. But uh, I guess with a, my, um, I mean, is every X a Bigfoot from a Bigfoot, or is uh, something else that that could be like a mountain giants or something else that's actually doing it? I mean. Exactly. Uh, Something else could be doing that as well. But when it comes into um, dealing with this stuff, much people, you know, say, um, you need, I'm saying that the people that know for a fact that they are on Sasquatch territory, you know, they've seen them there, um, they're studying them there, whatever you want to call it. And then you've got these giant X's that they are making. Um, people need to understand what the, you know, what the sim- symbols mean. You know I mean, seriously, I mean, if you come from a different country and you come to the United States of America, okay, think about your driving manual that you get to study, okay, and you learn all these, what these signs mean. If you go to another country or we were to have someone come here, they don't necessarily understand what our signs mean. You know, you have to learn that, you know, and what I tell people is this. Over the years, I've watched the X's evolve to the point now where they are huge, okay? And that was because people would not um, observe 
the signs that said, you know, stay off my property because they don't have giant um, yellow signs that say no trespassing. You know, they don't have that. What they use instead are what is in their immediate area and what they are comfortable with, and that are the trees. So they take them, strip them down, and make them into these giant... And sometimes you will see um, X after X after... It looks almost like a fence of Xs. Right. You know, and he's telling you straight out, stay off of here. Um, Other times you'll see... um, walls of woven trees, you know, tree branches. Um, I've had many pictures. I put, I've put up tons of pictures of these things, you know, and I tell people, when you see this, turn around and go the other direction. Well, then because, I have a question for you. Can I, can, I don't mind. I apologize yeah. for interrupting you, but I, I, I do want to lead this into this direction. Uh, so the question I have for you is then, you have uh, these these folks out there, and some are quite well known at this point. They've really developed a quote unquote fan bases where they're continually going into these places. I mean, they're not seeing uh, uh, Bigfoot or Sasquatches. Uh, they're not inter- really truly interacting with them, yet they keep on violating their space. And what mm-hmm. are what's what's the real message that's being learned here? If if what you're saying is true, and I'm not going to doubt that, but um, then what's what are the what's the motive for um some of these folks um or most of the folks even is it just personal gratification gravitas or is it uh you know i mean what what there's a certain point that you have to say well what are you accomplishing by keep going into these uh marked areas that are pretty much saying you telling you to stay out yeah. What are you encouraging? You're just encouraging more people to go into it, to violate their space. What is the ultimate? What are the? What's, I know everyone says, "Well, everybody wants to find Bigfoot and have the proof." Well, I, I for mm-hmm. one don't. <laughs> exactly. I'm very interested in it, but I have no desire to run across one. If they're not, they don't want me to meet them. Then I'm perfectly fine with it. If they do want me to meet them, then I sure hope that. Uh, I have this spiritual strength to um, to deal with it um, because I don't want to have any kind of confrontation with something that can rip off my head and use me for toilet paper. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so the anyways. truth, and that is, it's the truth, you know. I mean, I only have the relationship with the group that I have because they took the initiative with me as a child, you know. I didn't go looking for them. You know, I... I don't know how many of your listeners know the story, but I found one of their children crying, and apparently he was lost, and he didn't understand what had happened, you know. And me being me, I just sat down and started playing with it as a child, you know, because that's the way I am, you know. I mean, if somebody's hurting or something and they need help, I'm going to sit there and help them. And in doing this, I guess, it made it so that by extending my hand out and helping this child, it showed them that I was okay, I guess. You know, I wasn't actively going and searching for them. They found me. And um, I tell people all the time, you going out there 
and going past those exes and call blasting, you know, making these these Bigfoot sounds, recorded sounds, and then, you know, playing them over and over and over again. You know, it's really stupid. What, because, what, about, what about like rock clacking and the stick knocking? You know, knocking and little okay. This is me. I have some some of my own opinions on this, and it's from the Native American point of view, um, and it's also from a Christian point of view. And that is, there are other things out there, like we were just talking about, that will do this to confuse you, to make you think, you know, that you're getting what you want. And it boils down to what I just said. Not everything that looks like an angel is an angel. Not everything that acts like a Bigfoot or like you think a Bigfoot should act with the rock clacking, you know, is a Bigfoot. You know, people need to be aware that there well, that's, that's are... That's one of the things, things I'm, I think I'm trying to get across is that there, uh, what I'm what I'm seeing from my vantage point and the eyes that have been given to me is is the dark side is actually uh, manipulating the situation. Oh, and yes. I don't think every tree structure out there is, is actually a Bigfoot. In no. fact, I think a lot of it is uh, from not only humans, but also those the spiritual side, the dark side. You know, this is what they do. They're tricksters. So, you know, you blame. Yes. So they're blaming and confusing people, you know, that it's Bigfoot. When really it's something much worse and much darker, and they're deceiving people and, and getting them to follow things other than what's truly important. I'm not saying the right. Bigfoots aren't important. I'm not saying the Sasquatch and, and the forest people aren't important. I think they are. Right. They have a right to their existence. I think that somehow the dark side is motivating people to violate their very, some of their last uh, sanctuaries, if you will. I agree. That's and what I think is happening here. I don't think they're really interested in quote-unquote Bigfoot research. I mean, most people may be convinced in their minds that they are, but they're being used as a tool. I mean, let's face it. If we're honest about things for, uh, for you know, centuries and for probably thousands, multiple thousands of years, we have been at war with them. Yep. And they know that. And what's what, and we and the powers that be know that, and so you know, uh, as the these numbers, the force people dwindle and dwindle. I mean, but do you think they are dwindling? That's my question for you. Do you? How can you measure something that you have no statistics on? It's an assumption on my part based on how things, you know, the man's, you know, development of the land and changing and altering it. So you're right. right. I don't know. I actually don't know how many there are. There could be um, a lot more than you could, uh, we can ever imagine, you know. I don't know. What would you say um, if I were to propose a theory in that people are assuming, people, human beings make assumptions. Oh, yeah. And that's because, because they want to be at the, they consider themselves at the very top of the food chain, okay? 
we are at the top of the food chain as long as we're in our cities. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. These are man-made constructs here, you know, where we live and we thrive. Okay. But are we still really at the top of the food chain in that when we go out into an area that we are not familiar with and is not our home, these beings, the stema, manage to survive by staying hidden. They don't really like us very much. They don't want to have to do with us. And I tell people this all the time. You have to realize, really think about this. They have existed alongside of us, and they have seen the very worst of humanity. Okay? My large male, Kiosa, actually told me when I was 16 years old that he had seen a man beat a woman in the head and then bury her in the forest. Okay? That, to him, made him very aware of... Was this, no, was this a, like, a, a, a spouse, a married couple? Uh, or no, was this, I don't know. I have no... No. Satanic No, no, no. No, no, no. No satanic ritual. He just saw them out there. And I really honestly think that what he was saying that he had seen was someone murder another person, you know? Um for whatever reason, maybe, you know, I mean, in Oregon at the time when I was 16 years old, there were a couple of serial killers out there, you know? So who knows? I don't know who he saw. I don't know, you know, I can't describe the car that they were in or the man or anything. He just related this to me. And he said, you know, we don't kill our own unless they do bad things, you know, something horrible. You know, and we definitely don't kill our females, you know. So <laughs> this was horrific to them, you know, to watch this. So this made him even more leery of human males. You know, he's like, man, if that's what you guys do to your females, you know, uh, no, <laughs> you know, I don't want to have anything to do with you. So they've seen the very worst of us, and we don't even realize that, you know? I mean, because when you go out to the woods, you don't think of things out there watching you, you know, that are conscious, you know, that are, um, I, you know, my channel, I call them conscious cryptids. You know, they're very conscious of what you're doing, you know, what emotions are, what's good, what's bad, and they do know, you know, and for them to see things like this, you know, I don't know how many others of them out there that have seen things like this, but if they've existed alongside of us through our own, you know, um, growing into adulthood as human beings, then, yeah, just think about that. You know, they've seen war. They've seen hunger. They've seen starvation. They've seen, they've seen horrific things from us. So why in the world do they want to have contact with us? You know, instead, look at it, flip it, you know. I mean, they're putting up giant, giant stay out signs, you know. Stay away from us. Go away from us. Don't come into here. 
you know. And then when people do go in past those um, markers, they're absolutely terrified because rocks turn into boulders being thrown at them, uh, tires ripped off of cars and trucks, you know. Um, these huge beings are telling them, get out of here, get the heck out of my place, go away, I want nothing to do with you, go away, you know, and instead of retreating, um, be it for money or fame or whatever you want to call it, those investigators Hmm. perpetuate it, you know, they're like, oh, now we've got to go back, now we've got to drag all the TV cameras with us and we've got to go back there. You know, well, that's like someone breaking down your door and coming into your home while you're there with your family and telling you, don't mind me, I'm just going to observe you and um, Jim Bob over here is going to videotape it while I do it. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> so, yeah. you know, what's your first reaction when someone breaks down your door or, or goes past your no trespassing signs and insinuates himself into your life? That horrifically you know it's traumatizing and you're going to do everything you can to make him go away and I have a demonstration of this in my own life in that the tree you know I call it the skull tree and it's really it's a not nice thing to see it's horrific to me Um, it's a big tree and my own stema went from having um, territory markers, you know, of rocks um, to skulls to bones, and now we've got the tree. And the tree, I just stand there looking at it, and I'm just, uh, the first time I saw it, I just fell down to my knees and started bawling. I was so upset because it's got animal skulls. And they're not nice skulls. You know, they're not all white and bleached out and clean. They're not. They're dogs. They're wolves. Um, deer skull. Um, coyote skulls. Uh, sheep skulls. They're bloody. They're nasty. And they did it that way for a reason. You know, to horrify people and to make them stop. I mean, if that doesn't scream stop at you when you hit it, you know, I don't know what's going to you know, what's going to make you stop? Because when I saw this, I just was horrified. I was like, what in the world are we doing? You know, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? You know, and Kiasa and one of the other males, Nali, um, made it clear to me that the reason that they were doing this was because everything else had been ignored, you know, and the people kept pushing them back further and further and further to the point now where they're on, you know, their own territory, but it's being encroached on. People are going up there and building cabins and, you know, vacation homes and everything else. And the warning signs, their signs that they had put up saying, this is mine, you know, was ignored, you know, just walked over and now they're being pushed further, further, further back. And they had to take a stand. And this is what they did. They made this horrific tree. I can't stand this tree, you know, and every day something gets added to it. Mm. Hey, uh, what, there's a, 
that's one of the things I've been observing too. Um, I'm noticing that like I'm seeing quite often now this could be humans that do this, by the way. I mean, this is quite, I mean, humans can do this quite easily, but I'm seeing like the bark being peeled off of some of these trees and I'm seeing like, like faces type of faces are being basically the cambium and all that, you know, the, the outline of faces. Yeah. Are, are they part of that or is that humans? Is that a, a different animal? Cause you know, but see what I'm seeing, uh, quite a bit because <clears throat> there's other things around besides uh sasquatches yeah and i i, I don't know if they're uh, uh, autumn you know naturally spiritually attached to the sasquatch or are they attached to the observer and the people that are basically you know yeah well you know, trying to exploit it you know what i mean because you you can you know, there's artists are really good. So you got to be really, really careful at this point in this day and age yeah. with uh, photo technology, digital technology, um, how easy it is at this point to for humans to basically fake so much. Um, yep. And then on top of that, then you've got the spiritual side of things where it's this, uh, they can fake things. And... Um, yep. So you got like you know, nature itself, humanity. It's there's a total onslaught right now going on. It's like there's a demonic force. You might want to call it Satan or Lucifer or, or the devil um, or something else that has a desire that it wants to actually destroy all of creation and transform it into something else unnatural. You know, we hear about singularity and transhumanity transhumanism and etc which is certainly part of it but it's like there's something out there that not only wants us dead but you know sasquatch dead and everything else dead right and they're using us as a tool because of our as brilliant as humans are we are when it comes to the spiritual element side of all this we're extremely gullible and if we don't have any kind of protection we get we're like grass in the wind. They're blown here this way and that way. We will be tossed here and there. And maybe we're supposed to as, as well to, to see the truth, but most times it's just being chased on very I mean, superficial things and, and based on magic and illusion like uh, the dollar um, and etc. And, you know, personal gain and status and that kind of thing. But as you search for the truth and you look at the, what's going on, in particular this quote-unquote Bigfoot community was is something we could talk about in itself for quite a while. Um, uh, and the delusion that that is as well. But um, for instance, you have this amazing photograph that was posted on your Facebook page uh, July 12th. A photo of I don't want to say uh, his name wrong again. Um, yes, uh, sir. Kiosa? Yeah, Kiosa. Kiosa. I, I don't, mm-hmm. I'm terrible with names. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, okay. I have, I'm saying, I don't say my own name. But it says from Brian Hansen showing the headband of Stone, Stone Strong 
on uh, leather uh, as a headband. I'm very grateful for this as I do not have the tools to do it. And um, anyways, in this this photo, I guess I got two questions. But the first is uh, that I see more than one being. I, I, I see like in the front, uh, basically the lower left third of the picture, there's a face in the bush. Yep. And um, I don't know if that's just a family member or if that's something else that is, you know, I don't know. I, I, I guess what I'm saying is I'm seeing a lot more that there seems to be a lot more going on than if, if when you do, you like yourself or somebody else captures an authentic image of uh, this entity we call Sasquatch that. Some, there's more. There's usually more than one thing going on. <laughs> exactly. You know, and and that um, is never more clear than um, when you look at some of the things that are, you know, hundreds of years old that the Native Americans themselves have done. For instance, in one of my videos, one of my first videos that I made years ago, um, it's uh, let's see, it's. Uh, Sasquatch and Elementals, or Elementals and Sasquatch. Um, I show in there one of the portals, you know, um, that Native Americans were very aware of. You know, these are places on the earth where there's a magnetic anomaly, and it actually can um, vibrate at a different frequency and open up a doorway. And so the Native Americans carved a foot, a big foot, you know, footprint and right beside it they also carved um what looks like a giant uh wolf print you know paw print and actually what this is showing is that they recognize that when that stamma i always call them stamma because that's the name they gave me for them um and um and it means you know it's what people call sasquatch um, the stamma related that that is there because other things come through the portal with them. And it's the truth. I've noticed this quite a bit. Whenever they use the portals, something always comes through with them. Always. Another being, another entity, whatever you want to call it. Um, is always there with them. And you can take that and make of it what you will. I personally, knowing these guys um, and knowing that they are 110% ahead of me, ahead of you, you know, the human race, in understanding and living um, in nature, they have these energies that are around them and they have you, you learned to use that some are friendly, some are not friendly, you know, and they just live their life according to what is around them that way uh, energetically. And they manipulate the earth energy spirits. 
You know, um, there are things on this planet that are very much alive and human beings have forgotten that they are here, you know, and that's what I talk about when I'm giving the lessons because earth energies are very tangible. They are energy that is emitted from this planet. Um, And there are other types of earth energies that are actually sentient beings. Um, People call them, uh, uh, what do they call these things? They call them um, uh, skyfish. You know what I'm talking about? The little things that you see in videos that uh, look... Some people could say they look like uh, maybe dragons or... uh, um, not amoebas, but what I think of is yeah. like inch is like yeah. centipedes. The way yeah, there you go. Yeah, flying right. centipedes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they they interact with those. You know, um, they know that they vibrate at a different frequency, but yet they are semi-solid in our realm. So they have to learn to deal with them. You know, I myself growing up as a child was able to see, I still am able to see and detect when they are around. Um, So I've learned over the years that with the stema, they're almost like hitchhikers, other things that are either from here or other dimensions follow them around. Can I ask you this question? Because there's possibly when you when you do see, and with those people who are, uh, you know, blessed, I guess, to or whatever you you know, given the opportunity uh, to see the the stayama, that uh, what you're actually might be part of what you're seeing too is a rip in the uh, like a dimensional rip in the fabric of. A reality. I don't want to say time because time is not even a, re- a real thing. It's a man-made construct. Right. We made it all up. So, um, uh, but but there seems to be uh, there's more than the three dimensions that we see in this world. Well, I know that's my own personal experience, but I can't prove that, and you can't really prove that to anybody else. Only. You know, either you're given that opportunity to be witnessed the third or the fourth and the fifth dimension, or you know, through the spiritual developing a spiritual life, you'll you'll become more aware of it. Um, you just don't have an option. That you're gonna, your eyes are just gonna, you're gonna start to see the world differently than other people, whether whether you want to or not. <laughs> right. Because that's all part of the, the story, and we don't, we are the ones being manipulated. Yeah, we don't we don't realize that. No, and they don't, and that's what I'm saying. Those people that go out there and, you know, sit out in the woods and and do this stuff, you know, um, you know, do these expeditions where they're going to go deal with them and they're going to track them down and, you know, they're going to do all this stuff. Well, have they really tracked them down? I mean, do we have? Um, a body, do we have um, one that has agreed to 
do be um, a research subject. I mean, seriously, you know, we don't. Well, this is well. Here's the thing, too. Now, going back to the structures, is so okay. Knowing uh, the great wisdom that these creatures have and their abilities. Well, what would not be would be a very logical thing to do is to distract those who are obsessed about them by building these tree script structures, taking them to places where, because, you know, they can move fast and they cover a lot of ground real fast and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, so these people, they're, they're, they're focused. They found tree structures, okay? And mm-hmm. so they keep going to that same spot, and that's exactly what Stamo wants them to do. Oh yeah, you got to keep them away from where they're really at. So you know, they'll give yep. them a footprint here and there. You know, they give them some noises. Maybe they'll throw something at it once in a while. Uh, yep. You know, just to tantalize them and to keep them in their uh, obsessed state uh, of thinking of their, you know, believing that they're in the knowing and they got something yeah. special. But really, what they did. They, Okay, so that's one element that could possibly. And then there's the other element where there's other entities that know what's going on too, and are offering these people the same thing. So, yep. okay, you know, so they're obsessed because this is what happens. What I see happens in a it, it spiritual also is connected to your psyche, your your mind. So, what happens is the obsession that I see so many folks that call themselves Bigfooters or Bigfoot researchers. And they claim, you know, maybe some are actually seeing something. Maybe something's offering up uh, them a chance to see something and have some kind of experience. But um, but really, are they having it? I mean, most of you, you watch their videos and everything. It seems to be more of a self-promotion and uh, and just self-aggrandizement uh, of, you know, this whole idea of making themselves, them felt, themselves feel like they're special. Oh, yes. You know, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I do, and it's sad to me. Um, I put up a video on YouTube a few years back trying to teach, and what I got in response from the Bigfoot world just blew my mind, okay? I put up words and phrases. You know, I, I'm teaching people that if you want to, if you have these beings on your property, you know, they call them habituators. And I get a lot of them that come to me and say, I don't know how to communicate with these guys, you know, but they're there on my property, you know, and they're doing things and I need them to understand that it's not cool what they're doing. Or um, I need to make them understand that I want to be their friend, you know, I mean, I want to cohabitate in peace, you know. So I had posted up this video about uh, words and phrases because I've I've told people now for eight, nine years that uh, if you come to me and you have these situations or you need help, that's why I'm there because um, I'm kind of like a go-between and I tell them straight out, listen, you know, these are not um, magical Beings. These are just beings that have learned to uh, manipulate their environment, you know, just like we manipulate our environment and make it so that we have light in the dark, you know, we have running water instead of having to go search for water, 
You know, they've learned to manipulate their environment just like we've learned to manipulate ours. And I want people to understand that they're not apes, first of all. They have a language. They have emotions. They have a sign language. You know, they're very intelligent. They're more so at times than us as human beings. Um, But when I posted this video up, I was amazed at how fast the so-called Bigfoot community um, came at me and said, oh, that's impossible, that they don't have a language, you know, that's just impossible, you know, and I said, no, it's the truth, and I said, if you will go out and say the phrases that I've taught you, you know, um, you're communicating with them. You know, you're telling them that you have food, that you're, you know, you're selling them, you know, just basic things. I'm trying to think of everything I put on it because it was a few years back. Um, I told, um, I used, uh, I was telling people that you you have food, you want to be friends, um, you want to get along, you know, um, just simple things, you know, um, to say to them in their own language. So that way they were able to understand that you weren't there being hostile, you know? And the Bigfoot community just flipped out. They were like, no, that's impossible. You can't do that. (laughs) I literally had people telling me, you need to take that down. And I said, no, I'm not going to take that down because there are people out there who are having to deal with these, you know, you can look at them almost like squatters. You know, you go buy a piece of property and you think you have title and deed to that piece of property and there's nothing else on that piece of property, you know, that's intelligent, like you. And lo and behold, you start building your house. Well, someone's already living on that property. You know, you may not see him, but he's there, you know, and he's been there for 30 years. So are you trespassing on his property or is he trespassing on your property? You know, I mean, it's, it's in our world, he's an interloper because we bought and paid for that piece of property. And in his world, he looks at humans as being the interlopers because he's put up signs all over his property. This is mine. Stay out. Don't come here. You know, and yet they did it. So it's, you know, seeing it from all angles, you have to understand that these guys live in our world alongside of us, but they interact with other creatures and beings that exist alongside of us here that we don't normally see, that we haven't seen or we've had fleeting glimpses of and we have legends about. But they actually deal with these things in their real life. You know, and I tell people that humans at one time had the abilities that these guys had. We just lost them. We took a different path. And if you think about what I'm telling you, then you realize it also relates back to Adam and Eve, you know, because they were given everything they could ever want or need until they messed up and got thrown out of the Garden of Eden. Okay, so all I'm saying there is that at some point in humanity's history, 
we had the exact same things that these guys had have now you know we were able to do these great feats of strength and um for lack of a better term magic you know it seems like magic you know the parlor tricks and we were able to do this but we lost that ability because we messed up you know and these guys some of them messed up and i i really need people to understand that (coughs) excuse me in that I deal, have been dealing with these guys since I was five years old. And I was brought up as a very strict Catholic, okay? And so strict in that during my summers, I would go stay at the grotto, which is where the nuns lived. I would go stay at the grotto with them. And I would spend my summers with them, okay? And they taught me that... As a human being, I have dominion over this planet. And by using God, um, that's a gift that he gave us to determine whether anything on this earth is good or bad. And I realized early on that sometimes there were members in Kiosk's group that gave me what I call sly looks. You know, they would do bad things and they'd give me that sly look, you know, and as a kid, I was a boxy little kid and I used to tell them all the time, you're bad, you need to stop doing that, you know, and I'm telling them this and they're looking at me and they're like, "Uh uh-huh, go away, you know. So I had um, a little Bible that I carried with me, a pocket Bible. And I remember very clearly the day that I used it. They had killed one of my neighbor's um, cows by ripping the legs off of it, you know, and it was two males, and I was very upset over this, and I took my Bible out, and I just started reading from it, you know, because I had seen the priests do that, you know, fathers do that in church. You know, and I was like, you know what? They scare me, so I'm going to scare you. So when I said, Heavenly Father doesn't like you doing that, I got the strangest reaction. These huge males stopped what they were doing and sat, kind of hunkered down and looked up at the sky out of fear and immediately I got the signal for father and I remember standing there looking at them and I said they know who God is they know and they're afraid of him so that is what led me as through my life with them trying to understand what happened to them And I understand now that there are some who strayed away from the path of righteousness. And there were some who 
stayed on the path of righteousness and they don't do evil things and they don't do bad things, but there are those that want to be saved, that want to be able to go back to being with Heavenly Father and Christ. They want to understand and be taken back into that fold. And that is where my understanding of them comes from. My my complete understanding is that in my alpha male's clan, there are those that want to be taken back in and want to be saved, and there are those that do not. And the ones that do not do not make any attempt at all. Um, I'm 54 years old. I can stand there and start ministering to them. And as soon as I do, they run away in fear. So That's a, that's a very powerful testimony. And also, you know, one of the things that I've been getting attacked by for, for folks, because I'm willing to raise these questions and the spiritual side of it, that, uh, uh, that they, there are many folks, and you know, you know, we have to accept the fact that uh, that there are people, many people out there that will find this, you know, that it's foolishness what we're talking about. Yeah. And that we're, we're full of it, and, and the only way that they can be proven to themselves is either by the will of God or that they um, search God themselves, and that. Uh, means more than just reading a book or reading the history or what other people's opinions are, but actually calling on to God and actually falling on their knees and actually asking for the, this truth. And most people don't want this. Anyways, part of this whole thing is is that you know they're saying uh, that what I'm experiencing at least is and that uh, God has there's, there's and Satan and all this other stuff have no there's no business. And being involved in uh, Bigfoot research, and I'm saying nay to that. I'm saying that <clears throat> okay, that if one really wants to understand what's really going on, you're not going to be able to without the assistance of God. It's not going to happen. So you're going right. to be one of the many people that are just going to endlessly find maybe some tree structures or have little this experience and that experience, but you're not going to know the full truth and um, because you refused it. And there's nothing that can, you know. So, yeah, you're going to get what you deserve, and for most, they're just going to get a footprint here or there, maybe a, a, in their whole life to get one glimpse and then be obsessed. And then they'll be just yeah. focused on tree structures and all this stuff that, uh, that there's a, basically numerous possibilities of what created it. And unless, and this is my argument, unless, A, you've seen them doing it, you can't assume that they've done it. I mean, maybe somebody like you has had more experience and you have, uh, and God's given you uh, uh, a different vision than the average person. So you can, maybe you can recognize it, and it sounds like you do. Um, but the average Bigfooter is not going to 
the reason why they believe what they believe is because they read it in a book, and that's not right. the way to go. I mean, I mean that's you, people don't understand the power of words and spell uh, the, the craft, the, the the magic of words, and how they can manipulate you and see in and sigils and etc. and how they can um, lead you astray. So uh, if you don't have the whole uh, what it's called the armor of God, which is really having right. a, a faith or a belief that Jesus Christ is real, no matter how hard, and you will struggle with it, and you, <laughs> because in this fallen world, that's what's going to happen. But you're going to have uh, why I believe. I can't speak for anybody else. Is just because of what has happened in my life that I know cannot be attributed to my will or the will of another man or woman or anything like that. So, and, uh, yeah, so it's, it's, I think it is an important thing that if you're not willing to basically, and I've seen a lot of folks doing this, they don't want God involved in any of this because they're somehow maybe psychologically or spiritually they recognize or they don't. I don't know. I can't answer this question. Fully, but for some reason they don't want to call on Jesus Christ. Maybe they're just not one of His. I don't know, but I mean, if what I'm seeing, I'm hearing glimpses of folks like you and a few others that when they do call on Jesus Christ uh, or call on Heavenly Father and they call on the power and authority of Jesus Christ, that uh, things dramatically change. And yeah. some people don't don't want that to, that change because they get a high and a, and a thrill. Uh, and I understand why, but um, especially if you don't believe in the uh, you know in the fourth dimension, fifth dimension, in the spiritual realm, and God and etc. That um, you know you you go oh this is this could be the greatest thing that I experienced in my life right. Right. And it's not. <laughs> it's, a, you know, it's yeah. part It's part of our, your reality. And if you're blessed to be like yourself, Kat, to um, experience it and, you know, and when I say blessings, I mean, there's a curse that goes along with two with this knowledge, I would, it seems like, from just oh, the, yeah. the few um, moments that we've talked you know, it's not been an easy road for you to to have all this truth be revealed to you, but um, it is what it is, and just your burden and your cross that you bear, that you yep. you don't have a choice, really, any more than I have a choice in what I'm doing and calling out to you, Kat, to, to talk to you. I mean, why am I reaching out to you? I, I have to say that it's not really much... If, if it was just... Mm, uh, if I was operating solely on my own understanding, I'd be of the world, and I would look at you like most of the world probably looks at you, right? And I don't need to say it. Yep. You already know it, yep. so I'm not going to be insulting about it because I know that you're connected to something much greater than what the world understands. And something is ha- part of what has happened to us, too, is that in this uh, fallen, you want to say, the devilish, satanic, luciferian system that we're been all captured under uh, through 
the television, through the public school system, through even organized religion and how it's not really teaching you the truth. Uh, you know, it's not, not to encourage you to really to have a personal one-on-one relationship with Heavenly Father, God, and, and Jesus, because it, the truth is, from my experience at least, and I imagine you had the same experience, is that it's going to take you in directions that the church and the organized religion doesn't want you to go. <laughs> it's like a right. system that's to, to ensnare you. And we have the power because, not because we, we, we have the authority and the power, whether you're a man or a woman, doesn't matter. You're a believer in Jesus Christ. You can call upon the power and authority of Jesus Christ for amazing things to happen. And one of the things that I've been discovering and this goes like a full circle with this particular conversation, because there's so many things for you and I to talk about, and it's a shame that we haven't... But I guess it's, it's meant to be that it's been a while since we talked. Um, that, like, uh, one of the things that I've been... I have had the experience, because I look up in the sky, most people don't. I'm paying attention to uh, the geoengineering, what we call chemtrails, or, and... Uh, um, What's happening? And I see that uh, a spiritual realm that we talk about in the first heaven, which is the air, and you know that they're there. Yeah. And I've, I've just, as I'm learning the lesson of how to bind and loosen, how to bind these uh, evil entities, and how to loosen uh, God's angels, and how they actually, the God's God and His authority, could destroy these things. It can actually uh, cause openings in these uh, chemtrails, and um, I mean, I've I've seen the, the heads. I've seen that these. I don't know if they're the disembodied spirits of the Nephilim of the past, or and but they could be that and many more. I don't know. Whatever it is, they don't like when you call upon the name of uh, authority Jesus. Now I know I sound like a religious nut, and, and, and but I'm not. I don't even like being called a Christian. I don't. Because of the religion, I am a follower of the way, the truth, and life, and I believe in Jesus Christ, and I believe in Heavenly Father. That's what I believe, and that's what I've been given. I am I better than anybody else? Heck, no. I don't even understand why God cares about me. Because you know, if I look at who I am, I'm not really that great of a person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why? Yeah. You know, you, I'm sure you have this question why too throughout your life. Oh, yes. I used to beg for an answer on that. You know, I used to beg him, please tell me why. You know, and the only thing that I can say is that, you know, we can't, we can question Heavenly Father's motives all we want, you know, but we're just mere human beings. So we're not going to always understand what he's trying to teach us. You know, no. You're the creation. He's the creator. How the heck do we understand it? There's an impossibility. Yeah. You know, so I have to be like the reed. I have to bend, you know, and I have to allow him to teach me, you know, and if it takes having interactions with these type of, of other people, you know, then, okay. And if that's what he's showing me, and believe me, he has showed me a lot, you know, um, in the things that they can do and 
the entities that are around them. And I really need people to understand that these entities that are around them, you know, are here on earth as well. You know, they share this planet with us. You know, just because you don't see them does not mean they're not there. You know, it's just like when you have termites. You don't see them, but yet you can have someone come in who's a specialist, and he can find them, and he can show you, hey, look, you have termites. You know, and you may have lived there for 10 years and not seen them. You know, that's basically what I'm doing. I'm there by God's will. He's showing me what he wants me to do on my path, and that's what I do. And I know it's it really is upsetting, you know, and I this is what blows my mind is it, it is so upsetting what I do and say to these other Bigfoot researchers, you know. I'm like, really? <laughs> You know, why is that so upsetting and terrifying what I say or do, you know? And it all leads back to what you were saying. They are obsessed. They've decided for whatever reason that they're going to make this become their life, you know? And I have run into that so much that it sounds terrible to say. I have tons of friends, but... um they're not really my friends because I end up having to step away because I see them becoming obsessed. And I can only say so many times, you know, you tell me that you believe in the Lord and you tell me, you know, that you believe in in the written word, you know, and you tell me these things, but yet I see you acting out in ways that are contrary to the word that I end up stepping away from these people and distancing myself. And I've done it yet again because these people become obsessed. And I'm like, no, you need to stop. It's not for you to keep doing this, you know. And there again, I have to ask myself, is that a lesson for them? Or are they being influenced by the demonic? You know, it's a catch-22. I, I have no answer for that. So all I do, am able to do, is to continue teaching, tell what I know, make sure that I tell it in a truthful and factual manner. And when people come to me and end up saying, you know, I need help, you know, I can pray for them and help them. But Native Americans for a long time have said that if you interact with these beings for any length of time, you know, and chase after them and insert yourself into their lives without them wanting you there, you go crazy. And believe it or not, I have watched, I can count on both of my hands the numbers of people that I have watched go down down, down to the final level to where they're nothing but whack jobs. You know, people are like, want nothing to do with them. They've lost all all credibility. And they're literally crazy because they're obsessed with what they're doing, you know. And I always tell people that, you know, you will never find a footprint from a Bigfoot unless they want you to. So... There's your there's your answer right there. That yeah. leads you to 
question. Why do they want you to find this footprint? You know? So, and so it's almost like... And, and yeah. important, it's, see, and here's part of the thing, too. Uh, there's some of the things I want to talk about. Uh, but anyways, uh, one of the things, uh, talking about what you're or reflecting what you just said is that, uh, uh, so you asked the question, why did they, did they allow me to see uh, the, the footprint or right. the, the, the true uh, uh, tree structures or whatever, even seeing themselves? See, what I, part of the problem I see is that people become so obsessed at the end of worshiping these things, whether they realize it or not. And so one of the things you, that I have learned to develop over this, since I've become awake, I guess, these past few years, is that, and I never was anybody that believed in this prior, um, is that if you don't, if you don't ask God first, why? Yep. Something else might add, you know. You see, we you, every single every single one of us, we don't have. As far as you know, what is guiding us? Uh, there, we don't have an option of the fact that something actually is guiding us. So right. the choice that we make is there is a free will. The free will that we're actually talking about here is whether you choose God or not. Right. Everything else. Everything else is, you know, really we're just, um, we're subject to a lot of the laws of God. And, you know, so if Cat wants, you know, if God wants Cat to have these experiences, she don't have a choice. I don't have a choice. No. I could try to to defy God and make my life even more miserable by doing so. Or I can accept it and just try to figure out or learn from it the best that I that I possibly can. But um, you know, going back to the clouds and all that, so you have a picture, a photograph of a, a dust storm. It looks like I'm I believe that's a dust storm, right? In your in your right. Facebook page, and it says, "Yeah, it really it really does this." And I'm telling you, mm-hmm. I don't know for some reason, and people will try to tell me it's pareidolia and all this other stuff, and it's you're looking for what you want to look. Uh, maybe, but I don't think so at this point. I, I mean, I see faces. Of it. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I see the this, this, this spiritual entities actually. They use these things. They they use the clouds. They use the chemtrails. They use all these different things for them to 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 travel in to manifest themselves somehow. To give them some sort of physical form. Right. You know what I mean. And they yeah. take advantage of it. And most people aren't looking up. No. They're just not no. looking up. And, you know, and I understand most people, you know, they're looking down and watching where their feet are going and staring at their uh, black mirror. They call it the, their, their, their cell phone. You must want you to even ask the question, why do they call it a cell phone? Yeah, really. Is it a piece of you? Is it a part of you? Yeah. <laughs> Is it transforming you? Yeah, you know, it's, you know, is it, uh, you know, to the cellular level, is it, is it possessing you? I mean, I see people all what, what I would consider possession, which basically is something is absolutely controlling your life. And by the way, I'm not exempt to this. 
And right. none of us are. So none of us. Freedom must yeah. come down. What are we going to allow us to? What are we going to allow, basically, to possess us? Right? Is it yep. going to be God, or some other of the many entities out there that are yearning to do so? Right. <laughs> just give them the window. And this is it's, not. It's really scary, you know. I mean, if you think about it, like like what you just put it into those terms, it's literally a fight for good or evil, and you're caught in the middle, you know, which path are you going to choose? And that's the way that I think, people always say, well, you always say there's no black or white, well, in that instance, there is, you know, are you going to make the right choice, or are you going to make the wrong choice, you know, and there again, it's a conscious decision, you know, these people, like you're saying, these researchers that become obsessed You know, I mean, before they become obsessed, I'm sure I'm not the only voice that they hear telling them, hey, you know what, you need to take a break there, buddy. You need to take a chill pill and walk away from this for a while. I'm sure they've got friends, families, relatives telling them the same thing, you know, and yet they're making the conscious decision to keep moving forward. And I don't even believe it's moving forward. I'm going to use a for instance, okay? I don't, I'm not going to name names or anything like that, okay? But someone that I know took it from wanting to learn to, I get a phone call one day telling me, I'm now looking into um, these books on witchcraft. And I, I'm like completely floored. I said, what? What do you stop? Why? Why would you even do that? You know, and well, I need a better understanding. No, you don't. You have no, you're not going to find anything in that book that's going to tell you anything relating to Bigfoot. You, you're telling me that you're now looking at witchcraft books, whereas before this, you were a good Christian, you know, a good seminary student, a good per- human being, and now all of a sudden you've decided because you are obsessed and you need a better understanding and you don't like the answers that you've been given, so instead you're going to deviate and go off your path and now go look into the black arts. How does that happen? You know, um. And in talking to this person, it's like, well, what does, you know, your wife say? Oh, she says I'm obsessed. She says I'm going a little, I'm a little out there. Okay, stop then. If I'm telling you you're obsessed and your other half, which is literally your spouse, is your other half, you know, the two parts shall we cleave unto each other and become one, are you, and they're telling you you're going crazy here. You need to stop. You know, but yet this force is driving them. So now my question becomes, is it a good force or is it obviously a demonic force? And you opened yourself up to it. You know, and that's what I see. Well, yeah, and I mean, do you feel that because of your own personal experience that you have an insight that most people don't when it comes to that? I, mean, I do. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I try to tell. That's why I say in my lessons, you know, and I tell people all the time, do not 
interact with this, stay away from this, you know, go the opposite direction, you know, and it's like you said, is this a blessing or a curse? You know, look at Joan of Arc, was what she went through a blessing or a curse? You know, she was used to promote some things and to help people, but in the end, it ended up costing her her life. And in the end, what I'm seeing, it ends up costing people their sanity. And do I ask and thank God that I was given this gift to understand these people? No. I I may have when I was in college, you know, because I, I'm at, my master's major's degree was in sociology, okay? So, of course, I find their sociological order and the way that they do things fits in with my teachings, you know, what I learned and what I studied. But that's about it. You know, there have been times, and I've been very candid about this, I took my children and moved to the very top of the mountain in Utah so that I could get away from these beings. That didn't work. So I ended up loading my kids back up into my Suburban and fleeing, literally fleeing to Las Vegas, Nevada, the biggest, brightest, most garish scar on this planet. (laughs) (laughs) In the hopes that if I'm in the middle of civilization, I'm not going to have to deal with these guys. You know, I'm not going to have to deal with them. I'm not going to have to listen to them. I'm not going to have to try to understand them. I'm not going to, you know, everything that Heavenly Father wants me to do, I'm not going to have to do because, you know, people always tell me, you know, oh, it's so amazing what you do. No, it's not. It's terrifying. I'm five foot four, okay? I'm five foot four inches, and I'm having to stand up to something that's nine and a half feet tall and weighs over, you know, between six and 800 pounds, screaming and yelling in my face. I've got news for you. I have wet my pants so many times, it's not funny. Okay, these guys, I don't want to have to do this. So in running to Las Vegas, I figured, hey, you know what? I'm safe. I'm right here in the middle of the city. Nothing can get at me. I don't have to interact with them, and I'm fine. Guess what was in the middle of the city? a great big preserve, a nature preserve, so that you could walk and, you know, convene with Mother Nature. Well, guess who decided to follow the river down off the mountain into the nature preserve? So, yeah, it was not, no matter where I go, they go. And I resent that fact in my life, you know, as my children were growing up, I really resented it. Now that my children are all grown up, my youngest just turned 19, I'm left alone, you know, to ponder this. And now I'm sitting here going, okay, Heavenly Father, was this what you were leading me to, you know, the whole time? Is this what I'm going to end up understanding and relating to as I grow old, you know? Um because I don't have anybody to have, that I have to be concerned with anymore for their safety, for their health and their well-being. It's just my own self, you know. And I look at this now and I, I question this, you know, and 
as human beings, that's what we do all the time. We question, you know, and I'm constantly questioning Heavenly Father on that. You know, why do I have to understand these guys? Because I don't want to understand them. I don't. I don't want to. And, and you say people don't look up. I've been admonishing people to look up for 30 years. I say you don't see them because they live between the sky and the earth. They live in the trees. You people need to look up. If you look up, you're going to see them. You're going to see what they're doing up there, you know? And people just, for whatever reason, don't listen. And instead, they want to go find that footprint, you know, which will then lead them to another footprint, which will lead them to, hey, look, a structure. You know, well, like you said, is that structure there for them or is that structure there to distract them? You know? Right, right. They, they, don't, they don't key into the spiritual side of things and... Um, no. And contemplate and ask, and ask, you know, you know, what am I really doing? And I see... What I see happening, too, because uh, they're, uh, we are products unfortunately of uh, what we've been indoctrinated and yeah. there's this you know thing about like people uh, uh youtube and i've even caught it myself and i'm glad that god has uh suppressed the numbers um as far as you know views and subscribers and all that and i'm glad it, you know i look back at it and i'm like wow uh this I'm, <laughs> i can see what happens you know this whole thing be, uh, the, the carnal side of us, you know, we're not supposed to be lovers of this world. Uh, right. And uh, part of this, the world, this whole system is this whole thing. How can I gain from this experience uh, through this, uh, the sorcery of money yep. and of fame? And, a, and so uh, what I'm seeing is people are trying to cash in in this whole thing and create a quote unquote a community only for the reasons well, there's two there's two levels. There's a spiritual level that people don't even understand and what they're fighting against. And if they don't understand what's really going on, then they're just gonna go along with it. Anyways. So but you know, the fact of the matter is I'm seeing like community Bigfoot the community being formed as a, a cottage industry of how I can make money, how can you know, I'll start conventions, I'll post a video every day of things that really don't matter um as long as i'm being recognized yeah uh, uh yeah so and in, in, you know making all sorts of uh gadgets and t-shirts and all that kind of stuff and they you know if that's what they want to do at the end of the day that's what they want to do do i think it's okay i don't i don't think it's okay right. for them and their own souls let yeah. alone where it's going to lead down to, because they're turning this into a cult, yep. another religion, uh, where um, they're going to be ensnared, they're going to be bound and binded down into this thing, instead of being freed from all these exactly. man-made constructs, this was Christ was trying to teach us, uh, what he's, you know, giving us an opportunity, what God, Heavenly Father has given us, and um. I know I keep sounding like a Christian, but I, I'm telling you, I, I, I don't even like the label of Christian because of the fact that I am not a, a label. I am a believer in... Why am I a believer and have faith in God? Well, 
only because I guess and A he chose me and B because I desired it because I really you know he nothing else matters but a personal right. relationship. You know, everything else is just fleeting vain egotistical uh, uh, moments that <clears throat> half the time we we create and they make it a bigger deal than it actually is, especially on the carnal side of things. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, you know, what are we doing? Are we just all just uh, chatterboxes that uh, are just spewing a whole bunch of deception and lies and not even realizing it? Or are we stepping back and asking the question, you know, why are we doing this? How yeah. important is it? What's my real motive here? Is there a spiritual element to it? Uh, am I really willing? Am I really willing to find out? And most people don't want to find out because that kind of ruins their parade, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> and so it's very true. Yeah, the adventure becomes something completely different. It becomes. Uh, uh, part of life's experience and uh you know i mean like you're saying i mean the things that you're going through um now that your children are gone and it's i don't know you know have you your own children had experiences like my son this is a weird thing all of a sudden he's starting to he's like this past two like two days and three days this past week now I don't know because you know I don't know if you realize that with Wi-Fi and all that kind of stuff and their their ability to do things with it. I mean they can even monitor your emotions through the Wi-Fi. They can read you. Um, and I'm saying they. I'm saying all the different agencies are all connected, whether through the government or the private corporations. Um, I don't know if you realize that, but and when you look at the spiritual realm, you know the, the world is the electricity is a big part of all this. We don't even understand what electricity is. The people that created electricity um, didn't understand what it is. I mean, the sun, the sun is not what people think it is. It's not this big ball of uh, uh, like a nuclear power plant, hardly. Now, the solar flares apparently could be, you know, they generate uh, radiation. But this, many of them, Many, or even the the, the old time uh, electrical engineers, which is a, a, a dead science at this point, Some people realize that. But and they deliberately killed it because of what the, the, the connotations and the connections of you know of what it actually was revealing. But anyways, uh, many of the uh, electric, electrical engineers uh, believed that the sun was itself was a portal. And that when you see these black spots, what you're actually seeing is the true inside or what the, the sun actually is. Yeah, that, I believe that. Yes, I do. And, uh, yeah, and like the moon, the moon's not exactly what people think is either. So the whole it story is. is the whole story has is, is been a, a grand deception. And that the people at the top of this uh, world system uh, they do worship. They recognize these entities, yeah. Uh, and they were, and um, that's what they're worshiping. And and so we're being misled. If you talk about um, 
Alistair Crowley and him coming to Area 51. Uh, Jack Parson, who started the, uh, the, that jet propulsion lab, he was a, a follower of Crowley. Uh, yep. The guy that started uh, Scientology. He was right yeah. there with the Parsons and doing the black magic and the sex magic and trying to open these. Um, <clears throat> we got we got to be really careful about what's going on here because people are being manipulated in so many different ways. And right. there's this thing that the, that the practitioners of the dark arts, and you'll find this in the Jesuits. And the Jesuits aren't any what people think they are. There's a reason why they wear black. <laughs> right. And in what they actually do practice, and you know, as a you know, you're you're an ex-Catholic, and my sister or brother-in-law are Catholics, and I'm not attacking Catholics, although they'll feel that I am. I'm not. I'm. I'm. A, there's, but there is a a class of uh, a priests that practice the, the ancient dark arts. That's you know. Nothing is what you think is everything. Even if, if people think it's 2017, I reassure you, if you do research and you study the eclipses and uh, true history, archaeology, modern-day archaeology, you'll find out that it's not even 2017. We're a lot closer to, let's say, 0 AD or the time of Christ than people realize. We've been lied to about all sorts of things. And these folks that came, that came out of Eurasia that killed tens of millions, let's rephrase that, hundreds of millions, probably billions of people throughout the world that were any kind of challenge to their practice of the dark arts were systematically killed and allowed to. I don't understand why God allowed that. I don't know. And there's a lot of times, you know, it's how much of it is, we can ask the question why, but he's most a lot of times he doesn't answer that question. And so you, I'm, you know, basically the lesson we learn is that he's God and we're not. <laughs> uh, he knows what it is. But um, uh, what I'm discovering is that we're so we become so disconnected to reality, and that you know someone like you is more connected to reality, and you're now the where you live in a time. You're you're the oddball. You're the uh, square peg trying to fit in a round hole, and right. you can't. And you're and, and God's not going to allow you to. So what do you do? I mean, I think the only thing you do is to do what you do. Um, I respect what you do. Um, I know that you have your own life and you have your own personal personal challenges. And but then there's also the times when God, you know, God and His power, source, whatever you want to call it, will calls upon you to and motivates you to do something and to reveal them all truth. So, um, yep. you know, what else can you do? I can't, I don't have much of a choice in this. I mean, yeah, the old Mike, you know, it'd be, uh, even though I'm struggling with MS and I'm a single father, when I was the carnal Mike, you know, was so, oh, I'll go chase, go chase a woman, you know what I mean? Or <laughs> let's go get right. some personal, you know, and did I even love? I mean, I look back into the, the relationships of the women that I was with. That I, that, 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 before God, did I even know what love was? I mean, he's teaching me what that is. Exactly. Through my son and the people that I interact with, and that end up slowly. And I'm not good at it. There's times when I just completely lose it, like everyone else. But you know, developing what 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 is love and what is patience and what is understanding and um, but it's it's uh. 
this whole thing about Bigfoot, people don't want to don't want the average Bigfooter doesn't want to accept the full uh, the dynamics and the the, the the reality of it, and that it's greater. As you said, I mean, they're not apes, and there's no way to prove that they're apes. Right. And so, what do you do at this point? I mean, do you have enough humility to listen to Cat? Are you, you know, do I have enough well, you know, humility to listen to you? And I mean, I think I do. I mean, I'm trying because <laughs> you know what? <laughs> You're one of the more. It was just weird when I first started this. I perceived you as everyone would probably do. You know, looking from the outside. Yeah. Is you know, maybe you know the fringe of reality. Now I'm starting to realize after this journey, intensive research on this particular aspect of a reality that you're not, and everyone else is way off the mark. So oh, thank you for that. That doesn't mean that Heavenly Father opens somebody's eyes, <laughs> <laughs> opens somebody's heart, so they can hear what I had to say, and that makes me happy. If I reach just one person, then I'm thrilled, you know, because I've tried for so long, you know. And, I mean, growing up with this, you better believe that the father that I knew in church, um, he and I had some serious talks for a little kid. I <laughs> mean, serious talks. And wow. he told me straight out, he said, if this is what God tells you to do, Catherine, are you going to do it or are you going to disobey him? And I said, but if I do this, nobody likes me because it was true. Nobody liked me, you know, and he said, what's more important to you? Having people like you or having Heavenly Father love you for being you? and doing what he asked you to do. Right, and, and demonstrating love for him, I guess, in a way, even though we might not have been conscious with it, is just by showing... Well, you know, I, part of it's respect, but also, it's, it's the, I think it's a development of having basically a relationship, right? Right, exactly. It, and he, he yearned enough to actually have a relationship with you. And yeah. so, uh, I mean, uh, we don't have a choice in the matter. That's what, you know, you get to a point where... Yeah. I'm, I, I, I mean, I've had some run-ins even in the past. I, I guess to wake me up and just uh, like exposing some of the fake Bigfooters, and it's just like, well, probably I, I didn't do it the right way at all. But at the same token, I guess it was more for my learning than for anybody else's. Is that uh, uh, it's up to that? It's up to the person. It's not up to me to change anybody. Right. It's it's just to, uh, I guess, to reveal the truth, the best of my understanding. Which really, it's how much is about me? I don't know. But the thing is, is there's a lot. It clearly is. um, You can see that there's a lot of things going on in the Bigfoot world where uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, whatever we want to say agendas, personal agendas. muddying the water and diluting it, the reality of it, to the point that um, I see people themselves becoming delusional, like you said, becoming crazy or um, just becoming possessed and what that means. What does possession actually mean? Does it 
does it necessarily have to be something like the exorcist and your head spinning around or could it be simply just the fact that um, your personal uh, meaning out of life and how important that is to you, you, you know, once again, you, 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 so. Right. You know, what's more important. Me, 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 me yeah. kind of thing. So, and uh, I think that's what we struggle with. So, well, I'm going to end this recording and I know that you've been busy and, uh, MK's been busy this week too. He's been basically building a, a little cottage house, that, putting it together for his uh, daughter. So, oh, awesome! So everyone's been yeah. busy. So I'm ready to talk to talk to MK in a couple of weeks. Although I did talk to him a couple of times this week, but as far as doing a show, and um, but I do appreciate talking to you, and I hope we talk soon again because we have a lot more to talk about. I agree. I love talking with you. <laughs> so it's been a it's been a great joy. So, anyways, uh, you can find Cat uh, uh, Hansen uh, on her um, Facebook page, and also on you can find it in uh, YouTube. And uh, she just started doing some lessons to, to help people understand, quote unquote, what the cryptids are or what these other other Three-dimensional and four-dimensional <laughs> and, you know, uh, beings that are part of our world, whether we want to like it or not. They're not fables. We've been told yeah. they're fables, and they've been we've been indoctrinated in that. And as long as we stay confined in our, our cages and our box, we'll never, most likely, most people will never, I guess convenient believe they're not having any kind of interaction with it. Right. But there are those of us, as you said earlier, uh, for better or worse, blessing or curse, their eyes have been opened. And I think it's our responsibility to do our best to try to reveal that to people to the best of our ability, the reality of their world. Because there's not going to be any, I guess, there's nothing else we can do. <laughs> we don't have a choice. Exactly. You got to do what you got to do, you know, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? So try to make it any more than that, I guess you're just kind of just blown hot air. So, okay. I agree. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Kat, for joining me and stay on the line, and I'm just going to end the recording. Thank you, Michael. Uh-huh. Thank you. Let me try to refresh this. We've been talking for a couple hours, so. Um, yeah. Which is a good that thing. That tends to happen. Yeah, that tends to happen with you and I. We end up going past. <laughs> well, we have a lot to say, don't we? And uh, I yeah. think that we have a connection. So, all right, here we go. Try again, Ennis. <laughs>